A Bitcoin capitulation. Everyone's talking about the mining hash rate seeing a major drop and everyone's really showing a lot of bearish biases towards Bitcoin. Today, we're going to be taking a look at what's happening right now. Of course, it's May 25th and you can see Bitcoin is actually above this 50 week moving average, something very normal in a bullish trend for us to come back and test these moving averages. So seeing that 50 period moving average being tested right now, it's currently holding. We're seeing some bulls come in and when we look at the volume. It's still very bullish. So we'll take a look at the overall story of of course, we all know after this big dump after the pandemic, we've seen this rally up. We all know the drill. But the real question is whether or not we've topped out yet. We all saw that ten thousand five hundred dollar level not be reached. Of course, that was a resistance we were all looking at. And so let's take a look at whether or not Bitcoin is just having a cup of coffee right now before another bullish breakout or if it's truly seeing a reversal. We'll look at hash rate as well to see what's happening there. But I do want you to realize that not only on that weekly chart, are we just testing that 50 week moving average. Nothing more than that. We can't just put the whole bullish scenario out the window because of a test of the 50 week moving average. But we look at these daily moving averages. We're still above all three daily moving averages. Interestingly, we've got that golden cross that recently formed and in technical rules, that is a bullish indicator. So we have to keep all of those bullish traits on the table. But realize that when we look at this weekly close, I'm going to actually show you something interesting. You can see here that we saw this very bearish candle on the weekly close. But understand that in the past, we've seen a bullish trend and a bearish weekly candle close before continued upside. We were actually consolidating around that seven eight thousand dollar level here before we almost doubled to around that thirteen thousand nine hundred dollar level. And that was in July of 2019. So knowing that we do have this weekly bearish candle close, we're still just testing that 50 week moving average. And we only can assume that the bullish trend is still at play. And especially if everyone's talking about Bitcoin being bearish, we all know that price action likes to do the opposite of what people think and then Given the fundamentals of the world economy with all the quantitative easing and even the fundamentals of Bitcoin as a deflationary asset, we all know that there are still fundamentals at play with Bitcoin side. And we'll take a look at hash rate. We'll discuss that we still have some bearish things on the table. But I do want to give you guys the umpire's point of view. And so realize that there are still bullish traits here with this uptrend. And in the past, we've seen a bearish candle weekly close here before seeing continued upside. And so, yes, we're coming down to that 50 week moving average, but that's all we're really doing. We're just testing that 50 week and Bitcoin is currently having a cup of coffee there. And then realize this. We talked about any sort of price action and overall trend has a destination. And once it typically reaches that destination, it either has a cup of coffee and then continues to the next destination or it hits the destination, then it reverses or it changes direction. And of course, we were looking at that ten thousand five hundred dollar level for quite some time. As we know, in the past, we've seen resistance here at ten thousand five hundred in October. We saw resistance there early this year in February. And then, of course, we we're coming up to 10,500. It really looked like we were going to come and test that resistance, but then we decided to just kind of sit around and take a break. And of course, there are a lot of these ascending and descending resistance and support levels that a lot of analysts are taking into account. But if we really think about this overall trend over the past few months, we really never necessarily got confirmations 
from any of these parallel channels that were forming any of these bullish or bearish wedges that were forming they kind of just kept breaking and then we just kind of went to the different direction that most people were not expecting and so I don't want to put too much weight on these ascending and descending support levels. Of course, we know on the daily we've got some very strong support at 7900. And of course, Bitcoin can go back and forth in this higher range before coming down there. But in my opinion, the longer that we're at this range and the longer we're just sitting here around 8900, 9000, the more bullish we become, you know, if we're not seeing a thousand point drop in a day, then I don't really think we can assume that bears have really taken control just yet. So understand that when we look at volume, yes, we're seeing these spikes of sell volume. But at the end of the day, you can see there's still a lot of buyers in this market. There are people coming in. And when we look at the weekly chart, there's a clear indication of buyers where you've got all of these weekly buys. And then we are just now starting to see some sell off, of course, very expected as we start to approach that big even of 10,000. And so for everyone to just kind of put the bullish puzzle piece off the table, knowing that we haven't crossed back above 10,000 recently, I think is a little bit too extreme. I think we have to be cautious here. Of course, we're going to short the shorts when we see them. We're going to take advantage of those. As you guys know, in our discord, we've been taking advantage of the volatility. And so if we're going to still see continued downside and we continue to test this resistance, then there can be some shorts there. But until we really see a major push down, a major indication that bears are back in control. I think that we have to still assume that there are a lot of bullish traits on the table as well as some neutral things. So the first thing that you have to realize when we look at this daily chart is we still have this bearish divergence. It's a hidden bearish divergence forming with RSI. So I do want to put all of the bullish bearish and neutral puzzle pieces on the table before we move on and look at some on-chain metrics. So you can see here, of course, we've got this higher high forming in RSI, but then when we look at price action, we've got this lower high forming. That is a hidden bearish divergence. So that on a macro time scale has to be on the table as a bearish trait of Bitcoin right now. And so realize that that's only one puzzle piece there on the table. Now, when we look at the breakdown of this channel, we can assume that is bearish. Of course, you can see here if we look at a more detailed perspective of this channel here, you can see, yes, we have, of course, broken down from that channel. We can also put that on the table as a bearish puzzle piece. But remember, this channel has broken support and resistance levels many times, and it hasn't necessarily been a strong uh, structural level uh, to indicate price action just based off of how it's been kind of moving through the upper and lower ends of this channel, but still continuing up. So we have to assume that the channel might not necessarily be such a reliable puzzle piece on the table as a lot of people think it is, because, of course, it's just the tricksters and company coming to the picture and saying, hey, oh, the support level is broken. We're going down and then everyone goes short and then they come and they liquidate all of those shorts. Right. So we have to realize that when the majority of people are saying things are bearish, we have to kind of take a step back and then realize, OK, well, if things are looking bearish, are they really bearish? And so I think that that's important to put on the table and then we'll look at some on chain metrics as well. But I do want to come into this chart here and talk about the total transaction fees, because you can see here we're seeing this big drop in total transaction fees in the past. It's indicated a top. You can see here in June of 2019, we actually topped out around 13,000 on that day. And that's when we saw these total transaction fees see a steep plummet. But of course, I want you to understand as well, we're only just forming another higher low. If you really look at this technical picture 
on the right hand side. So realize that it could still be a bullish trend for the total transaction fees. And it's just a slight correction before continued upside. So I think this would be a more neutral puzzle piece on the table, not necessarily bearish nor bullish. Now we look at confirmed transactions per day. I would put this in the bearish side of things, because as you can see with confirmed transactions, we are seeing that come down. Of course, we want to see transactions on the blockchain when we're assuming that we're going to see more adoption for Bitcoin. And so this is just a fundamental part of Bitcoin that I love to watch. And over time, it's been a good indicator of how much liquidity comes into Bitcoin, knowing that the use case is there. And so seeing that low, in my opinion, does fall into the bearish bucket. And so I do want to see this starting to increase, but it's not as ugly as the total hash rate chart. You can see here we're actually breaking down here when it comes to total hash rate. We're actually even forming another lower low. And so we can assume that we're downtrending with hash rate. But this is kind of what a lot of people are looking at and saying, OK, that's it. The miners are capitulating and things are going to start to sell off. But I want to actually take a step back and really look at what's happening here. So realize that typically when hash rate correlates with price, it does it immediately. And what I mean by that is you can see here March 9th is when we started to see price action to the downside for Bitcoin. And we really saw this bottom out when Bitcoin's price bottomed out. And this was in March. But now we're seeing hash rate come down, but price action maintaining these levels. And so is this really a bearish puzzle piece or is this a bullish puzzle piece on the table? I just want to put that out there. And so for me, I'm going to take a look at this as a neutral puzzle piece, not necessarily bearish or bullish, just because of the fact that price action has yet to indicate a strong reaction to the hash rate coming down. And it could just be a part of the fundamentals with the Bitcoin happening that recently happened, knowing that it only happened in 2016. So there's not that much data to realize what effects that happening could have cost to Bitcoin's price. But what we do know is what the data is showing us. And currently the data is showing us that price action is being maintained at these highs while the hash rate is coming down. And so does that really have an effect? Is it really bearish or is it just a neutral puzzle piece or could it possibly even be quite bullish? And so I think that there's a lot to look at here and understanding that the longer that we stay at these levels, I think Bitcoin becomes more and more bullish, even a potential push up to that $10,500 level out of nowhere could occur. And that goes against everyone shorting Bitcoin. And so it's highly likely that that could happen. And of course, when we look at the traditional markets, the major equities, those are still seeing strength. And of course, the feds are fueling a lot of that with the stimulus and all of the buying of junk bonds and certain ETFs. So we have to also assume that if the feds are going to continue to bring the traditional markets up, that Bitcoin has a higher chance to see continued upside, especially because some of the markets are seeing quite the sell off. But there are a few strong markets right now that are present, one of them being the Nasdaq, the tech sector, as we've talked about. And that was really one of the only sectors and markets that saw a recent golden cross form similar to Bitcoin. And if we look at what's happening with the Nasdaq, interestingly enough, you can see here we're actually continuing up and forming a new higher high today on the futures chart. Of course, this has yet to open because of Memorial Day. But when this opens up Tuesday, we've already formed that higher high. 
And so we know the next resistance is quite a bit away from where we're currently at with the tech sector and the major indices. And so assuming that we saw a golden cross here for the tech sector, and we've also seen a golden cross for Bitcoin, there is a slight correlation there. And so once again, as I mentioned at the start of this video, the longer we hang out here, the more I feel like the bulls have a chance to come back into the equation and for us to possibly see another higher high, because we all know that that $10,000 level was the current quote unquote top. But is that really going to be such an easy short for traders to just hit that big even and then call a short, move their stop to break even? And that's it. They've got a solid position above 10,000 for Bitcoin to come down even more. Or is it going to be a fake out? We come back up, clear those shorts out, possibly come to that $10,500 level before seeing a push down. If that happens, guess what? The bulls are still going to be in control in the longer term chart, because when we look at this potential inverse head and shoulder, you can see we've got this $10,500 level. We've got this potential shoulder forming. You can see here we've got this head. And then if we come back up to 10,500, we might come down to 6,700 at one point, form that right shoulder. And then we come and break out to see the monstrous breakout that we all want to see with Bitcoin. Is that a possibility? I think it's on the table and I think it's important to put out there. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts on the YouTube channel. Chris Kaz on the live stream. Good to have you. Of course, if you guys want to continue to see more charts, I'd love to have your requests on the chat and I'll go ahead and look at those as we move through more fundamentals. I do have a couple things that are on the table that I do want to bring up. One of those, as you can see here, if we look at the Bitcoin NVT ratio, it just reached a one year high. The last time that happened was on the 13th of October. When you look at this chart here, what you can see is on the 13th of October, it's highlighted here in orange. We were just in this small consolidation phase that ended up being a bull flag and then breaking out of that. You can see towards that ten thousand five hundred dollar level. And so that was the last time we saw the NVT ratio at the levels that it's currently at at these all time highs for the year. And so interestingly, when we look at how this trend matured, we were actually in a downtrend. And so typically a flag and a downtrend results in another leg down. But we got faked out and we got pushed all the way up. And it was just one candle on the daily that really took us up. And I don't know if you guys remember when Bitcoin just went from around that $7,000 level all the way up to 10,500 out of nowhere. But that's what happened when we saw once again this fundamental on chain metric here reach an all time high. And it just recently reached that all time high again. And that was on the 24th of May. And so could this be? just a consolidation phase before a slight breakout. It's another puzzle piece on the table. And for me, I would say this is a bullish puzzle piece on the table. And so we combine that with being above all three of these daily moving averages. We combine that with the 50 week moving average holding. There is still a lot of bullish traits on this chart, and we cannot deny that fact. I'd love to know what you guys think in the chat. And then, of course, let's pull up gold really quick, because once again, there's a chance that Bitcoin can out of nowhere come back and correlate with gold. And so when we look at what's happening with gold, it almost looks like we're kind of at this level where we're starting to see some weakness. We know fundamentally a lot of people want to have their hands on gold during these economic times where there are a lot of uncertainties that are present. But understand that when we look at this chart, we're so far away from this 50 week moving average that I think there's a high chance we come back to test that 50 week moving average at some point or another. And the reason I say that is when you look at gold's 
typical uptrend. It doesn't like to get too far away from that 50-week moving average. You can see here it kind of fled away from that 50-week for a little bit here in July, and then it came right back down to that 50-week. And then you actually pull up an uptrend when we saw that gold rush, right, when gold topped out. You can see it kind of stuck close to that 50-week moving average, never necessarily coming down to test it, but it did stay close to it. Definitely not the type of exuberance. Actually, if you pull back all the way here, you can see we kind of went really far away from that for a little bit and then it had to kind of get corrected here and put back into its place before continuing its upside and so right now i'm assuming that we're seeing a little bit more of an exuberance for gold with that 50-week moving average now it is a shorter term moving average so it could continue to come up a little bit and so gold might only get to come down to that 1600 mark at some point but i do think that there is going to be a chance for us to see some lower levels at least closer to that 50-week moving average if that happens is bitcoin going to come down with gold or not i think that this would most likely happen once we see a liquidity crunch like we saw earlier this year when all the markets came down so i think when the major indices start to slow down is when we're see gold starting to slow down of course with the major indices we look at the nasdaq still seeing some strength here and we cannot deny that fact i'm not going to look at any other charts in the major indices obviously it's memorial day number one but number two a lot of them are showing strength other than the financials we want the financials to start coming up but like we saw with the transportations it could eventually just see liquidity come in and then push it higher and then thus pushing the s p 500 and some of the other major indices higher so it'd be interesting to see what happens there anton makarski on youtube says could you take a look at eth let's go ahead and pull up an ethereum chart because if we do look at bitcoin dominance before we pull up the chart i want to talk about some altcoins because there may be some opportunities as we move forward over the next two to three weeks for altcoins as you guys know if you were in the discord we saw a very strong phase of altcoins over the last few weeks and so i talked about us reversing here at this resistance level once again once price action meets a destination it either chills out and then continues to the next destination or it reaches that destination and it comes back around and it reverses its trend you can see that's what happened here with bitcoin dominance we saw resistance once twice we came up and now we're forming inside of this overall bullish symmetrical triangle and so for us to see more consolidation between that $8,600 to $9,300 level for Bitcoin while some of these altcoins gain strength is highly probable. You can see we already broke that 50-week moving average when it comes to Bitcoin dominance. And I think it's time for altcoins to see some strength. We look at the daily chart. You can see we're finding support at that 50-day. We've already broke that longer-term moving average looking at that 200 period. And so for us to come down to the 100 period, highly probable. For us to even come down to test this support level also highly probable and so i think it's important to keep altcoins in mind and as we do let's pull up ethereum's chart and just take a quick look at what's happening here with a coin like ethereum of course in the past we've seen a lot of correlation between bitcoin and ethereum but that could certainly change as we've seen happen before and that's really going to be determined on the satoshi value so let's actually look at the satoshi values of these altcoins because i think that'll give us a more clear picture knowing that it matters more because why hold an altcoin if bitcoin's going to outperform it right so you look at this you can kind of see we're almost forming a similar fractal here so you can see we had that cup formation almost looks like we want to come back and form another cup here very pro uh, probable here for ethereum i know a lot of these altcoins are starting to see strength so you can see we've already seen a continued uptrend is it time for us to get in altcoins you can see here with ethereum we're at that 50 period 
and we've already seen resistance there if we look at a more micro time scale you can see here we saw clear resistance here and so for us to come back and test that would be bullish for us to continue this reversal i think will allow us to get better entries with some of these altcoins maybe back at that 200 day moving average but don't count too much on that because bitcoin's uh dominance is starting to approach that support level so we don't have much time for these altcoins and we know altcoins like to move fast as they've seen in the past uh, and something else that we can assume is a possible big candle for some of these altcoins like we've seen in the past once we've started an uptrend and so that could really take these altcoin values higher if i were you be cautious of course trade less capital with altcoins they're a lot riskier and so that's what I would say for Ethereum. Chris Koss says, I don't watch for TA. I just watch for Naeem dots on the market. MA63 says Naeem is a good analyst. Nathan says gold has a 2000 target by Goldman Sachs at Citibank. Yeah, but I always take those targets and throw a second opinion on those. They were downgrading beyond meat. Did you see that? When they were downgrading beyond meat, they were saying, oh, beyond meat, it's not going to do well because all of the retail stores are shutting down. You looked at what Market Watch said about it, and they were like, oh, it's going to go down. And that was like right around April 24th when it started to come down from this resistance level, right? So we had this like resistance, and then it found resistance there. It started to come down. And then, of course, what ended up happening? beyond just shot to the moon and it was after it was being downgraded by multiple sources and saying oh it's only worth 54 dollars and then it saw a huge breakout because of the meat shortage but that was already happening even before they downgraded it so uh, you know it's like I, I doubt they're really putting their billions and millions of dollars worth of research into some of those predictions you know i mean what if the white house calls bloomberg and says hey listen like we're really seeing a big hit to the economy like you cannot be downgrading your ratings like put that thing up because we need anything we can get right now you know i mean if they're going to be pumping trillions of dollars into the market i don't think a possible phone call isn't on the table right and so you know who knows who controls those ratings at the end of the day it's the market and the market likes to take money from the inpatient and then move it to the patient right so Ellie on Twitter says, do you think we can see altcoins rally before a BTC bull run or do we need BTC to rally first? I, I think altcoins can rally in Satoshi value, but you have to take that with a grain of salt because understand that, yes, it might go up in Satoshi value. That could bring you US dollar gains. But at the end of the day, we want to focus on the US dollar and long term. I'm not a big fan of altcoins. As we know, there's very little use case. And so Zach says, are you going to get to the mining part? I kind of already talked about the mining. So when it comes to mining, yes, hash rate is coming down. But at the end of the day, understand that when hash rate has a correlation with price, it's an immediate reaction. And that's what we've seen in the past. We've not really seen a delayed reaction, at least from what I've seen, to hash rate coming down and then price coming down. And so it's almost as if this could be a bullish puzzle piece, knowing that hash rate just formed a lower low, but price action is maintaining these highs. Because you can see here, if we take an example, we look at what happened here on March 7th, right? That's when Bitcoin started to downtrend here, March 7th. And that's eventually where it brought Bitcoin down from around that $8,900, $9,000 level down to $3,900, right? And so we look at March 7th when it comes to hash rate. You look here, March 7th. That was exactly when we started coming down with hash rate. And so there was a direct correlation at that time between the hash rate and price. But this time around, 
we have to realize that there wasn't a Bitcoin halvening in March. There was a Bitcoin halvening in May. And so now that hash rate has already come down, the question is, why hasn't price come down? And so for us to just assume that price is going to come down because the hash rate came down, I think is a little bit ignorant because at the end of the day, the hash rate typically comes down immediately with price, but this time the price maintained itself. And so it could be an anomaly because of the fact that we saw the Bitcoin halvening and that for now, the hash rate is actually showing strength and we don't need as much hash rate, but price can still maintain itself because of the cut supply, right? And so that's kind of what I wanted to bring out there about the hash rate. I'd love to hear you guys' thoughts and then we'll start to wrap up this video. If you guys appreciate this content, make sure to like the video and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you guys have not already. Chris Cos says, Naeem, you realize that BTC market is controlled by high level trading bots and you can tell because the BTC market has huge wicks on the most crucial levels. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, high frequency trading dominates most markets and algos, of, of course. And so, um, you, you know, there's still a possibility for humans to outperform those. Um, and you, you have to realize at the end of the day that, you know, you can't add the human aspect to it. But of course, th there are a lot of efficient algorithms out there. A lot of them get outdated and they have to be redone. And so, it, you know, that's its own game in itself. Majran said on the one month's BTC, we might close below our long term support level. Yeah, you know, a lot of people were talking about this very bearish weekly candle close. And to me, I'm not phased too much by that because we're still above that 50 week moving average. And that could just be a garden variety market retest of that 50 week moving average. And in the past, you can see here in May, we actually saw the same type of bearish candle close. And then that eventually led to us seeing almost double the price. And so could we put that on the table as a bearish puzzle piece or a bullish puzzle piece? Who knows? In my opinion, it's Bitcoin and it does what it wants. MA 63. Oh, and by the way, what it wants to do is typically the opposite of what everyone else wants it to do. MA 63. And that's how most markets work, by the way. 80% psychology, 10% fundamentals, 10% technicals. MA63 says the market has always been controlled by bots when we made computers. The market before without computers were different. Absolutely. And so other than that, I think we covered the majority of things. So really at this point, there are a lot of things on the table and we have to take advantage of the shorts, of course. But at the end of the day, we have to be careful knowing that if we stay at these levels, the longer we're maintaining these higher levels and we're not seeing a thousand point drops, for example, I highly doubt the bears are fully in control yet. And so I want to have that on the table. Remember that $10,500 level is still there. We decided not to reach that level. We saw a lot of buy volume and buy pressure up until that level. And so the question is, are we going to see one more push up or not? I think that will have a big big influence in how the overall markets act. And remember this, the traditional markets, they did bottom after Bitcoin bottomed. And so Bitcoin bottomed before the traditional markets. And so has Bitcoin topped before the traditional markets as well? That's another puzzle piece that I had in mind. And I hope you guys appreciate that one. And so other than that, I appreciate you guys tuning in. H shot says, what do you think of altcoins? I just talked about altcoins to so make sure to rewind the video if you haven't seen that part. But other than that, it seems like we're wrapped up. I'll see you guys. Wait, what was that question? What's the hash rate mean? The hash rate is the amount of power mining Bitcoin. And that's why there's a big correlation between the hash rate and the halvening as well as the possible miners capitulation. And so I think that's the best definition I can give you. It's how much computing power is going towards 
the mining of Bitcoin. So awesome, guys. Thank you so much. I'll see you on Wednesday. Snipers out.